0: Or listening. A to, the K, A, to the A to the K. 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 These guys are awesome. Check it out. Check it out.
1: Change your life. You'll be thanking me later.
2: So it's that time. It's that time in the podcast, Carl. You know what time it is. Time for This Week in Wrestling. Oh, yeah.
1: And I think I will kick off with Raw because, oh, yes, it's Legends Night and the feeling's right oh yes it's legend night oh it was so shite it was awful thrill,
2: yeah i mean um the question on everyone's mind carl is uh,
1: raw what is it good for <laughs> i like it i like it uh absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh so yeah uh the match card anthony the match card itself so it's legends night but really it, it was to get us to watch it because it was so we had the new day taken on Miz and Morrison, because that makes perfect sense now that the Miz has just got his money in the bank back to put him of
2: in. Of course, but yeah, because he just gets to walk match. around this case again now.
1: Yeah, perfect. Um, and to make it even better, New Day One. So, Mrs. is back to his losing ways. We had AJ Styles taking on Elias again, with AJ picking up the win. Again. Sure. We had sure. Charlotte teaming up with Asker to take on the Icon... Oh, wait, no, not the iconics. Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans, because that makes sense, doesn't it? And every week. <clears throat> Do it you know makes more sense? Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans winning because he did. So yeah, <laughs> Charlotte not to lose. So, great. Okay, okay, okay. Titles yeah. on the line? Probably not. Uh, no, of course not. Um, but yeah, shenanigans of course. Shenanigans. shenanigans. We had Bro <coughs> Riddle taking on Mr. Lashley with Bro Riddle getting the win. Bro. Although shenanigans. We had Dana Brooke taking on Shayna Baszler. The match. Everybody wanted to see. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Nobody wanted to. Um, And Dana Brooke won. So, of course she did. Okay. Why wouldn't she? Why, wouldn't why she? not? Let's try some things. <laughs> we had Randy Orton taking on Jeff Hardy. And Randy Orton won. Yeah, why? <laughs> had, oh, I know
2: why. Because of what happens at the end of the show. Like he had um, nothing to do. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, We had Cedric and Shelton from The Hit Business taking on Ucha House Party. And Lucha House Party won. It's a night of oh, shocks, gosh, Anthony. Shocks everywhere. Fuck everyone. R-Truth won back the 24-7 title for the 87,000th time.
2: Oh, and this just in. R-Truth lost the 24-7 title. Uh... Oh, oh, oh. No, he's won it again. Oh, thank God for that. Um, that was a scary couple
1: of seconds there, guys. We should, we should just do that throughout the show every week. Just have <laughs> random updates from R-Truth losing and winning. Just episode. leave a little counter in the corner. That might make a little bit more sense for a 24-7 title then. You know, not like the way WWE actually books it. Um, yeah. Then in the main event, Anthony, we got to see Drew McIntyre take on Keith Lee for the WWE title. Keith Lee won the number one contenders opportunity last week. But Mr. McIntyre retained. So that was the card. Highlights, this won't take long. So, the main event was a banger. It was a great match. Um, I think we knew it was going to be, um, you know, these guys.
2: I don't know, you know, I got a little bit nervous about it because we've seen them have a mm. bit of a half feud before and it was a bit piss poor. I was kind of worried about this one, but it was a really good match, to be fair to them.
1: Yeah, it's one of them. I think they've had a couple of matches now, haven't they, where on paper it should have worked and it's been a bit average, shall we say. Um, you remember that one? Uh-huh.
2: It wasn't a match, but like when they had a brawl backstage and it was stemmed from like, he's like, don't touch me. He's like, are you telling Yeah. Me to touch you. Was, and like, what the fuck is this? That was horrendous. That's some of the booking they've done with these two so uh, yeah, I wasn't I, I was cautiously optimistic, let's say.
1: Yeah. Um I think I think you're right to be fair. I I, I was probably too uh I probably wasn't cautious enough, shall we say? But... <laughs> Yeah, it turned out to be good. So fair play, good effort yeah. from all of them. And it definitely wasn't an average showing like, you know, some of their previous stuff may have been. So, you know, ticks all around for that. Um And the only other highlight is <laughs> when Teddy Long came out. <laughs> um, He did his uh, amazing catchphrase of um, saying <laughs> to Miz and, and Morrison, I know what we're going to do. You're going to face the Undertaker, <laughs> Adam Pearce had to come out and be like, "No, no, I'm not retired." He's like, "Oh, okay. Well, then you can face the new day." <laughs> it was, that 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 was the cameo yeah, appearance yeah. to me of Legends Night. That was uh, that was the best. thing
2: is, like, and I mean, no disrespect to anyone who turned up for Legends Night, but this wasn't as stacked as I think they probably would pretend that it was going to be.
1: Oh my, right. It was a fucking farce, Anthony, right? Well, we'll, we know. We'll swiftly move into the Oshites, Let's
2: move into the Oshites. The
1: whole thing was a farce. Legends Night is a load of bullshit. It was so thrown together, it didn't make any (laughs) sense whatsoever. This
2: was, right, the annoying thing is, I know what WWE have done here. They don't care about whether we were happy with it or not. They care about drawing us in. So they're like, oh, we're going to have a Legends night so we can get the ratings up. So everyone tunes in to see their favorites from when they were kids. And then they've got you and they're like, ah, fuck you guys.
1: Yeah, basically exactly what happened. And numbers must have went well the night because fuck. Like, Yeah, they must have done. Um, You know, every time they've had a Legends like show before, I've always been like, yeah, this is going to be good. We're going to get to see some pretty decent, you know, old school people that, that I really like. I
2: don't know if they strictly called it a Legends night, but do you remember that one they did and they used all the retro WWF logos and stuff? or yeah. retro WWE logos and stuff. Um, that was awesome. They should have done something similar to that. Well, obviously, didn't
1: care. They just wanted to make money. Um, yeah, no effort went into it whatsoever. You know, the, the advertised shitloads of people. Some of them didn't even show up. So, you know, yeah. Carlito
2: and didn't show up. I'm, I talked about this um, before we went on the air with Carl, but by all accounts, this wasn't even the fault of the stars. Like The stars fucked them about this. This was WWE announcing people before they'd actually booked them
1: which is yeah. just shocking, behavior. It is shocking. So Carlyton didn't show. I don't think Candace Michelle um, made an appearance either. And then there was people who did, you know, show up, but they didn't have any segments. They had no part of the show at all, really. Yeah, just there. For the, the main event, they just sat on the stage and watched the match. And it was like, what the fuck is this shit? So, yeah, awful, right? Speaking of awful, here's how the show opened, Anthony. You know, some people say Vince McMahon's out of touch and he doesn't know what funny is. All that kind of stuff. The show opened with the H-Phones. Not an iPhone. It's Better than an iPhone. It's a H phone, even though it's a letter previous, but you know, forget that. And it's Hulk Hogan. And Hulk's got a H phone and he starts chatting some shit around. You can tweet on it you can Instagram on it and you can... What? What? <laughs> what um, was that? What was that? Right? That's how we open it.
2: I'm, admittedly, though, like an iPhone with some sort of like replacement of Siri with Hulk Hogan would be pretty awesome.
1: I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that would make me fair.
2: It's just there, ready to listen to
1: you. Like, what are you gonna do? It's like, open oh, Instagram, please. <laughs> hey Siri, what time is it? Well, Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> it's like it's ten thirty, dude. It's like
2: Hogan. What's on my reminders?
1: Say your prayers. Take your vitamins. <laughs> it's like okay, thank you. <laughs> oh, okay, like honestly, you can make some money with this, guys. And you know, they listen to this show. Let's be honest. We'll come on to this as well, probably at some <laughs> point. But they've ripped off me, fucking engine, me, me, theme music for me and Rumble. Didn't they've even rip off, off the theme. They've ripped off our bloody, um, our new rebrands. You know, we've gone our a style. Rumble <laughs> yeah. Rumble's now comic book. Like, dudes, come Dicks. on, so blatant. so blatant. So blatant. So yeah, when the new voices are fucking... I'm surprised they could even be arse, arse
2: removing it. our logos. Yeah, no, shocking. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, like, kidding. Nice little, nice little throwback. Um, but yeah, so Anthony, the whole thing was shit. It started shit. We had this weird thing with Randy Orton in the background as well, just going around bullying people all night. Um, no, so he's like, in his elements, Legends Night. He fucking hates Legends. He kills them. Yeah, he just goes around and was just like, oh, you're a legend. I'm a legend killer. And they're like, okay, Randy. And nothing happened. And he just did that for about four or five Yeah, I,
2: I would have actually enjoyed Raw more, right? If they were like, it's Legends Night. It's going to be great. And then Raw opens with Randy coming out to the ring going, no one's coming and you're like and then he just oh, got shit. his
1: little, his little high, high fucking high fucking thingy goggles on again and we yeah. just cut to the backstage and we don't somewhere.
2: see a single legend because Randy just got rid of them all he like, just that, killed
1: that, them all that, that itself, yeah in and, the I, dark I... and then burnt them alive because that's what
2: he that's what he does now yeah anyway sorry so... I keep digressing so the H-phone yeah
1: Yes, yeah, so we had the H-phone kicking off the show We had all and the obviously ramp- the
2: terrifying thought that uh, Hulk
1: Hogan might be on TikTok <laughs> um we had, you know, Mark Henry just on a little scooter for some reason. And then we only later found out that he hurt his foot, but that just wasn't apparent at all throughout the whole segment. It was just like as though he, he goes around on a scooter. Um, So that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Alicia, Fox, Alicia Fox was there talking about TikTok too, Anthony, for some reason. And she was like, Do you not follow such and such? And Gaza was like, No. I was like, Oh, what do you know anyway? And walked off and was like, okay.
2: You, know, you hate it when the when
1: they're they like middle-aged and they're
2: trying to be down with the kids and talk about things like TikTok. They don't understand, they're not cool like us.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, subscribe on TikTok. Got over five and five and a half thousand followers now, guys. Is it followers on TikTok? So are they are they talkers? Are they <laughs> I like it? That's how old we are. Straight to yeah. the same, same Um so yeah, so that that was awful. Um, the next, oh Shite Anthony, is more shit with Rick, Blair, and Flair, right? Oh, isn't she? One. Isn't she back as a you know a face now? She's meant to be back as a well, face, right?
2: She was meant to be back as a face. I still maintain she was a bit of a cunt with Asuka, though.
1: Well, that's just air, though, isn't it? She can't play a face <laughs> even when she's a good guy. <laughs> she's not. That's, that's just air, just not even in character. Um, but like again, she makes a dad cry. So a dad is like on the outside, The fact well, that you have to say it again, I know, really pisses like, me off. All Ric Flair does now is comes back and cries. He's either crying to Randy Orton, he's crying about Charlotte. It's just an old man who cries and it's just it's heartbreaking to see. Really. I feel
2: like this is kind of similar to the whole Droz thing where like he said to Vince, I can cry on cue. Vince is like, Show me.
1: <laughs> he's going to cry. He's going to cry. He's Woo! Oh, come on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> or he's just become a really sensitive old man.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it could be that. To be fair, he just he just lost all his fucking self-esteem.
2: Like, I'm sorry, Rick. They didn't have
1: the coffee you wanted, and it's just like, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So basically, he's you know, I I didn't list it as a highlight, but I thought Lacey was frantic, um, constantly going over to Ric Flair and just being like, oh, trying to not like seduce him or anything, but just trying to get in his head and being like a bit flirty with him. But well, can and I then... uh,
2: can I just um, talk about a, a social media game as well? When she referred to herself as Charlotte's <laughs> stepmum? Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. So, she's yeah. fantastic. She's a belter. Um, but yeah, so all that was all that was fine. But then Rick's on the outside doing his Rick thing, and he doesn't look properly. And he, Dude, his he, Rick thing? Like, <laughs> pretty yeah. much the Rick thing. That's, uh, <laughs> that's his own thing. And he thinks he's gonna trip Lacey or something. But he's not looking. He accidentally trips Charlotte, and she's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And the next minute, um, yeah, she gets rolled up and I'm pinned. So she basically says, "Stay out of my business," and he's like. <laughs> and she goes, and they haven't got your coffee. And then he really cries. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Where will I go? What will I do? <laughs>
1: um, what annoys
2: me more is they've done this before. Didn't he like, did he accidentally kiss somebody or whatever and really piss her off once before? Like the rehashing uh, the storyline that's already yeah. happened.
1: Well, exactly. That's what I mean. It happens all week, So that was shit. Um, <sighs> WWE, don't do it. So New Day come out and they're like, maybe instead of New Day Rocks, we should have our own show. It's New Day Talks. You, no, don't.
2: And honestly, since you guys moved to Raw, I want to hear you talk a lot less. I just, like not,
1: wow. I just don't want to hear any the, more talk they, shows. <laughs> they had the best
2: mic skills, though, even when
1: they caught a promo. Now it's awkward and clunky. Mm. What happened? It, it turns out that Big E on his own can't do it. And it turns out them two on their own can't do it. It's just them three.
2: It's almost like it was a mistake splitting up a really popular faction.
1: Yeah. It, luckily, that's it's only a new day
2: that that's ever happened. To. Weird, though. I do think there is something in Big E being their hype man that, that mm. helps them because they I, I they just don't feel as uh, fluid as they used to.
1: No. Um, and they, they like, they flubbed all the lines as well. And it was just, it wasn't funny. It felt off. And mm. I don't know how much of that's due to the fact that how much was written or changed or whatever. And, who knows? But anymore, like, even but let's say done. let's
2: let's let's say we go off the belief that it was written and that's why it was a bit more awkward. Why are they suddenly insisting that they write all their lines? For them? Yeah, that used to give them a bit enough freedom. It never used to feel like this.
1: But I mean, I'm telling you now, they better not do a new day talk. Show. I'm sick of talk shows now. It's like it it really yeah. is like. I get you need some segments on your three-hour show. Fuck off with the talk shows, please. Just yeah. do something else.
2: It's like we've not got raw underground anymore. What do we need? What can we have?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's awful. And the, I've already mentioned in the, uh, as I was running down the match card, the whole thing with the Miz, like, come on. Like, come on. He's the money in the bank. Again, awesome. Put him in a tag match, make him lose. Perfect. Sound.
2: Um, I, I need to talk about Miz, but we'll talk about it at the end.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, we also had uh, Shayna Baszler um, and then Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke were there. And, like, where's Naya? I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing that she wasn't there, but like, you know, where is she? Why is, why is Shayna on her own anymore? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why, uh, why's why's uh, Shane on her own? And then you know, Mandy and Dana are there, and then Dana has a match, and yeah, I don't get it. I don't care about it. Just fuck off. Bore off with that now. Right. Um, right. This next one, and this this does dry Maggie is This right? Whoa, God. Oh God! No, my Google Docs is going mental. <laughs>
2: um, don't reveal the secrets, Carl. We don't use Google Docs.
1: Something has gone wrong. The space bar is constantly spacing. <laughs> is it your spacebar Anthony? Space? no no mm. but um <laughs> I i'm gonna guess that your your gripe was
2: um <laughs> due to the fact that you know they, ha- they keep having like faces or apparent faces like riddle pull heel tactics yes and that's yeah, what you basically issue was. um
1: so yeah um basically my computer is fucked at the minute so i'll just get to, the <laughs> I'll have to stop it it's like it's i don't know what it's doing something's gone mental um but yeah so um the other thing, which is really annoying, and it really does piss me off, Anthony, is when you've got a face um, who does heel tactics. So mm. basically the match, Bobby Lashley had it won um, and Riddle tapped the referee didn't see it. So then he lets him go from his, his little Full Nelson thing that he does. And then because the ref didn't see it, Riddle basically rolls him up for the win. And it's like, that is such a heel thing to do. Like, yeah, it
2: like, it's a, it's an odd choice. But this is like, they, they, they're not even looking at the heel face dynamic. Are they? They're going... We want Riddle to win, but we don't want Lashley to lose. Yeah. So shenanigans. Like they don't care how it happens. They're just like, well, we need to make Lashley look strong. Yeah. So didn't make any frigging sense. Um. You know what else didn't make sense? What else did it make what sense? The finish of the night, Carl. I'll tell him not to finish of the night, Carl.
1: Oh. So yeah. It's the like final, they took my show. worst, absolute worst nightmare in the world of wrestling, <laughs> and charged me to see. So. Obviously, we all know everyone who, who watches this show knows Anthony's affection for Goldberg. That's and true. Legends night happens. We have a fantastic main event. Um, and then apparently it overruns slightly. Um so Drew wants really? to get the microphone after
2: it so seamlessly.
1: And the next minute, Goldberg's coming out and he cuts a promo saying that Drew has disrespected people. Of course, he hasn't had a chance to fucking speak yet. So how did that, when did that happen? Um and then Goldberg basically challenges him at the Royal Rumble, um, and then Drew kind of goes off script as well because he, you know, obviously it's all fucked up, and he's like, you want to fight me? I, you know, everyone knows them all about respect, but, you know, I think, you, I think you're trying to get inside my head, and you know what? You're not what you think you are fighting you, be like, fighting my own dad, mate, and then they kind of laugh at each other, and then Goldberg pushes him on his ass, and the, the show ends, and that, that's the last shot we see. So Everything we could want. You know what? Is this a booking thing?
2: Are they trying to make Goldberg look like an egotistical asshole? Because every other legend, every other legend, you even mentioned it, Carl, that a lot of the legends didn't have stuff to do. Every other legend who was involved did not get involved. Mm. And then we get to Goldberg, and what does he do? He can't just turn up for legends, like No, he has to insert himself in the fucking title picture. And yes, I know it's booked, but that's, that's, that's the point. Is this actually an angle? Are they making him that much of an egotistical asshole that he can't turn up as a veteran without putting the limelight on himself and putting himself in the biggest picture? It's fucking stupid. Yeah. And I was actually surprised. Most people don't agree with me half the time with Goldberg, but I was actually surprised just how many people weren't keen on this as an idea. And here's why I was going to leave the Miz pass, Carl, because I'm going to make a prediction right now, right? Because I think think WWE sincerely want to fucking piss us off, right? That we're going to get the Royal Rumble. We're going to get this match between Drew and Goldberg. It'll last approximately five minutes because it's Goldberg. And it's going to look like Goldberg might win it. he will I'm not saying he's going to do a jackhammer because I'm not sure he can lift Drew, but we're going to get the match, right? And then we're going to make sure that Drew wins it. And everyone's going to be like, oh, thank God for that. Thank God that Drew actually won and didn't lose out to Goldberg because that would have just been really frustrating. And then the Miz is going to rock up, take on a battered Drew, win the title and fucking make everyone fume and ruin Royal Rumble for everybody. That's what's going to happen. Please no don't so want it Please to no. happen. So it's going to happen because why else could they put <laughs> fucking money in the bank back on him? That's um, my thoughts. I thought it, it can't, I don't want it to happen.
0: No,
1: but Anthony, that was Legends Night. That was the biggest disappointment in a long while. And for me, the main event is the only thing that saves it at all. So even that wasn't enough to give it any higher than a 0.5.
2: Yeah, I'll go with that. Mm. I'll go with 0.5 as well. Any lower, it'd just be me really hating Goldberg. I'm tempted to, <laughs> but I'm not,
1: I'm
2: not that prejudiced. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the 0.5 as well.
1: So, that was another stellar episode of.
2: Let's talk <laughs> about next XT, shall we? So, this is New Year's Evil because uh, mm. they need a name for it, apparently. See
1: what they did there.
2: I know, right? Uh, right. So, as far as the car goes, Carl, on paper, seems quite good. We have uh, opening the night, Damien Priest going up against Carrion Cross with Karrion Cross taking the win, of course. We have Santos Escobar going up against Grand Metalik for the Cruiserweight title, with uh, Santos Escobar taking the win. Of course. Oh, of course. We have Zayalee Lee going up against Katrina Cortez, with Zayalee taking the win. Of course. We have Rhea Riffley going up against Raquel Gonzalez in a last-woman standing match, with Raquel Gonzalez taking the win. We see Gargano and LeRae going up against Kushida and Shotty Blackheart, because why not? with Kushida and Shorty Blackheart taking the win. And then we end the night with a lovely little rehash of a match we've had once before with the results we've had once before of <laughs> Finn Balor going up against Kyle O'Reilly for the NXT title with Finn Balor. So on paper, there's some good matches here.
0: Mm.
2: So I'll I'll do the highlights, but I've got one overall gripe, really. Um, so as far as highlights go, Rhea and Gonzalez was an absolute fucking banger of a match. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the right decision as well. Like, and I was a bit worried about this, but Gonzalez took the win and they're setting her up perfectly for going into that title scene with EO, which I think is hopefully where they're going with it. Um, and Rhea didn't need the win on this, and it just really helped push Gonzalez that little bit further. Okay, there was a couple of little shenanigans with Dakota Kai, but nothing too major, nothing too detrimental. Overall, and let's face it, if you're going to have a match stipulation, like a last man Standing match, last woman Standing match, um, that's when you can have a couple of shenanigans, isn't it? So even that didn't detract from the match. Overall, it was a really, really good match. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not going to watch any other part of NXT, watch this match. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say skip the rest. I'm just going to say <laughs> you know. So the other highlights I've got, Carl, as much as it pains me to admit it, mm-hmm whereas Balor and O'Reilly was another very engaging match. Like I didn't need the match or want the match. I knew what the result was going to be before it was ever happening, but it was actually a good match. You know, They do work well together. They've got good chemistry. They wanted to, I think maybe they were leaning a bit too heavily on the whole broken jaw thing. Like, hey, we're going to go that hard against each other again. It's like, it was an accident the first time. Like, you know, I get it. You want to go for like what looks like a slugfest, but you know We're not going to believe that you're going to try and break each other's jaws again, let's be honest. But nevertheless, it, it was actually a good match. It was just predictable. But it is a highlight. I'm calling it a highlight. However, that mention of predictable forms my, essentially my only oh shite spot that covers the whole show. And that was, it was a very predictable show. Like, if you look at this card and have to guess the winners, you would. Like, look, let's go back. They're not going to ruin Karrion Crosser's momentum, so he was going to beat Stamian Priest. Santos Escobar wasn't gonna lose Cruiseway title to someone who's not even on NXT. So Santos Escobar was going to take the win. They're building up a story with Xyalee, and she was going up against someone who's not really, you know, that prominent on the roster just yet. Zyalee was going to take the win. The only one that was slightly unpredictable was I didn't honestly know who was going to win between Rhea and, and Raquel. Yeah. Um the Gargano, Kushida and Shotzi stuff was like that was like a random backstage happen, like sudden match anyway. So you couldn't necessarily say it was on the card at first, but even that it's like I don't know. That they were clearly I don't know if you can necessarily say predict it, but do you need it now? Uh and Valour was never gonna lose the title. So you look at the whole thing and go, Yeah, called it. Uh and that sadly is what makes it a bit weaker. There were some good matches, some enjoyable matches. It wasn't particularly bad um week. I think mm. we seem to like naming NXTs a lot now. <laughs> Every other week. <laughs> and I'm not saying that has a direct parallel to another show. No. That's on a Wednesday night. But before that, they used to just do your standard NXTs, and then, you know, we'd have maybe the Dusty Classic would be a highlight, but it wouldn't necessarily be, like, the name of the show. Uh, and then you get your takeovers, so when there's now a name in every fucking thing. Every other week, we've got a name for a show. Um, it feels deliberate. But nevertheless, it was, it was a... Day. And very middle of the road, sadly, similar to last week, I'm going to have to give it a two and a half mm-hmm. because there was just mm-hmm. not enough going on in terms of excitement. There were some good matches, yeah. It was a decent week, but there's nothing to make me go fuck. That was really good. So two and a half, fairly.
1: Yeah, I think I would echo your sentiment entirely. Um, obviously, you know, it's good to see carrying back and winning. I don't think that was ever in jeopardy. <laughs> um, no. I think yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head with predictable. Um, there was nothing on there except for that last one the match. Um, where you could you couldn't look at it ahead of time and go, oh yeah, that's obvious. So mm-hmm. for me, it just, it just felt like a very meh, Did it need to happen? Kind of show. <laughs> and well,
2: It's like and the whole Carrie and Damien Priest thing. I feel like we took the long way around to get into mm-hmm. Carrie and Balor, which is what people want to see. Yeah. And I get it. They want to build time, but it's like, I didn't need the Priest match or the O'Reilly match.
1: Well, they need to build time so that you can come up with a little egg like, time and be like, hey, hey. It's like the, the, the only reason. wouldn't be
2: good though. we come up with the egg time and it just went really fast. I
1: know, yeah. Have that bitch. <laughs> I'd, I'd love it if you, if you said that as well. <laughs> have a <that> bitch. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think I, I echo your sentiment entirely for this show, um, but I'm not as attached to the people in there, so I can't even give it two and a half. I'm gonna give me a bit two, and I think you know a big portion of that two comes down to that last one's done the match, and yeah, I think you're right as well. Like I, I, to be honest, that's the only one where I probably would have thought that he would still book Ray Ripley to win. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. You wouldn't have been.
2: That wouldn't have been an unreasonable thought. It was a difficult one to call. That to be honest, yeah, I think they made but- the right decision. I think I'm surprised. Actually, it sparked that same rumour again. Like, And it, I didn't put it in the news because it's not news really, but it's like, is she going to the main roster? Is she going to the main roster? She must be going to the main roster. It's like, they'd well, done it already if she was going.
1: Apparently, there's going to be a couple of call-ups, isn't there? So I think Damien Priest is going to SmackDown. Oh, fuck. Word on the grapevine, so. Oh, do you know um, what? I look
2: forward to Damien Priest versus Baron Corbin.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's a, the type of match that should yeah. stay in NXT, really.
2: They're like, <laughs> differences uh night and later that night.
1: Um, so yeah I don't know I think there are going to be a couple of um, a couple of call ups coming so maybe maybe this is the time for Ray Ripley but I don't know if if it's not now then when's it ever going to be do you know what I mean really it should have been after the match with Charlotte um, that's the
2: thing it seems odd that they'd call her up now after like doing nothing on NXT for a a while when they could have moved her up after that momentum of proving she was like didn't necessarily win but she proven she was like a main event main sorry, main show person,
1: but mm. who are we to judge? Who are we to judge? But yeah, get a two from me, Anthony. A two from me. A solid two. A solid number two. Um then we go on to AEW's Dynamite, which is also named this week. Of so it is. This is we can't <laughs>
2: not name the fucking Wednesday night shows, can we?
1: NXT has New Year's Evil, Dynamite has New Year's. Smash. So this is gonna be a, a double header, so we are gonna see like two. Um On Wednesday, basically, Um, yeah. The card that took place for night one is we had an eight-man tag opening the show with the Young Bucks teaming with SCU, taking on the acclaimed and the hybrid two, um, with the team of Young Bucks and SCU picking up the win. We had John Moxley making his return for the first time since he lost the AW title to Kenny Omega. We had a couple of weeks ago. ago, (laughs) We had Jake Hager taking on Wardlow, which you know I was looking forward to. And surprisingly, Wardlow picked up the win, which, uh, yeah, I'm digging that.
2: Was it everything you thought it would be?
1: Um, I think it could go another level, maybe, but it, I, 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 I think I it. Needs it. To... it mm. I like it, I like it. This um... was more
2: like an appetizer to the main course.
1: Wasn't <laughs> it, <really? laughs> it was, it was, in the Dime Um <laughs> Then we had uh, we had a TNT title weighing Darby Allen and Brian Cage. Which, why
2: um, weigh either of them in? the fuck sense. does that even matter darby <laughs> allen weighs nothing next to the man why point that <laughs> no, exactly. out
1: exactly um we had cody taking on matt seidel with a snoop dog um in cody's corner with cody picking up the whim we had the women's title on the line anthony Hikari shida finally battled abaddon in what was a bit of a lackluster match unfortunately Um, but shida did retain and the main event was a fucking banger again so it was the world title match kenny omega took on Ray Phoenix with Omega retaining um, in a fantastic match. So that was the card. I've got a lot of highlights, but I've actually got quite a few off this week. So Ooh. let's jump into the highlights. So firstly, I love that they are kicking it off with, it's Wednesday night. You know what that means?
2: I, know. And I hope that does continue.
1: As Yeah, I, I just, I hope it sticks now. Um, it'd be a nice little tribute because it's a great way to, to open the show as well. It's, you know, it's Wednesday night. You know what that means? It's time for Dynamite. Exactly. It's yeah. such a good so, line
2: and mm-hmm. um like you say it's just that subtle bit of honor in them for like forever more really isn't it?
1: yeah so i hope that's something that stays um then the opening match you know it's the same it's the same thing every week pretty much with, with aw it's uh they always start the show with a high intensity action-packed entertaining match roller um, coaster ride <laughs> roller coaster ride and this one was no different to be honest um you know this was an, an eight an eight-man <laughs> match basically but. We know that AEW do this really, really well. Everyone gets a chance to shine. And also, Anthony, it may surprise you. I've shat on the Acclaimed quite a bit since they've kind of made it. Yes, you have. Um, But you know what? The rap was okay this week. I don't know whether they just got lucky. I'm still not a fan of the gimmick at all. But I don't know. Uh-huh. I thought it was um, it, it was a step above the other raps and stuff that they've done. Um, I like the whole, you know, they were self-referential of them being like the next John Cena and stuff like that. And they put them saying that the young books are Genetti, which is like, a, okay. um, And I like the way that Jericho was just going mental on commentary saying he can't say those names. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I thought it, I thought it was all right. Um, and yeah. yeah, still jury's still out in terms of them. And us. But that being said, the match itself, you know, full of action, everyone got a chance to shine. Um, you know, the winners as expected were young books, but then there's a nice little, a nice little, um, thing after the match as well so uh kazarian got on the mic and basically said that he had made a deal with christopher daniels that you know the next time those two lose they're going to split up but they wanted to use this as an opportunity to you know lay out the challenge to the young Bucks basically and they respectfully challenge them and for them titles so they don't want to give up they they don't believe it's going to happen but when that comes and when they do lose and if you don't get that title shot then they're going to go the separate ways so oh, that was an interesting one um. So yeah, maybe we're going to see more singles action for Kaz and Daniels. Yeah, a bit
2: of solo Kazarian work. Eh?
1: Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Mm. Um. So the next highlights. Just how good is John Moxley, man? Like he has found his feet now in AW. I shat all over this dude when he first came over because I didn't know who he was, what he was about. He was still doing lunatic, fringy type shit. That's long gone. I think his character yeah. work. He's finally nailed now. He came in. He, I don't know. He just has this aura, this presence about him that the top guys should have. And you know, he didn't make it all about himself. He set a lot of, st- you know, he put Phoenix over massively for the main events, You know, um, talked about the 13, 13 years, the big long slog that he's had to get to this point, and how he fully deserves it. But he told Omega to, you know, watch his back, check that review mirror. He's like the boogeyman. He's gonna, he's coming, kind of thing um and yeah i just thought it was a great promo and it's you know it's been missed the last few weeks with not having I think, them
2: there um, you've hit on a really important point there that like he has that air about him now mm. it has that atmosphere that he is a big deal and um that's been earned you know i know a lot of people buzzed when he first rocked up but i was kind of in your boat of like this is dean with a bit more freedom mm. um but this is very much moxley now and he, it, you know, this is it's getting to a point where he's, like, he, like you say, he is that top-tier guy, and it is a big deal
1: when he arrives. Well, that's I, like I think that's good. he's finally solidified himself as a main eventer to me. He was never going to get that in WWE. Right. He was never going to get it with the Ambrose character. He's now John Moxley, well, you know. You know
2: what? Like, this is the thing. I know a lot of people slate AEW and expect it not to work in the long term and so on. And let's say at some point, for some reason, a Mox goes back over to WWE, it's this work here that's made him a main event guy. Oh yeah. Even if he ultimately ends up a big deal in WWE again at some point in his life, it's it's proven this point now that's got him there.
1: Yeah. It's bit, I mean, I can't even I can't ever see that even happening. To be fair,
2: um, I can't. But you have got to entertain the, the theories, haven't you?
1: Yeah. No, but I think um, you know if, if that ever did happen, then you're absolutely right. It, you know, if he goes back there and they try and do some stupid shit with him, lunatic fringe is just not going to work anymore. He is Moxie now, and he's he's got yeah. His, his he's proven so- what works. Yeah, definitely. Um, the next highlights, you know I'm a fan of the mirror match. You know, we did a Mortal Kombat thing last week um in our A versus K segment. Um I love a match where you just get two similar dudes just going up against each other and stylistically just seeing which one comes out on top. Right. So obviously I was very hyped to see Jake Hager and Wardlow. I've loved all the little, you know, them staring each other down for weeks and weeks on end. Um so I was excited to see this. It it did start off quite slow. Um, to be fair, um, so I was I was a bit underwhelmed to start off with, but I think it picked up pace, you know, we got to a point where they were just wailing on each other there was a lot of agility there for two big men as, as well, but it did end up coming into a proper big man match, which, you know, still has its place, and I think the fact that these guys are quite agile and they could throw in a couple of extra bits as well, I thought, you know, made for a pretty decent match overall as well so, yeah, it was one of them, I, th- I think is it the appetiser to something down the road where we could see you know, something bigger with a bit more gravitas, you know, potentially. Uh, but I, yeah, hope I thought, so. I thought like, it was decent for what it was.
2: No, this is the thing. It was decent, but I, like if you said to me like, this is all you're getting, you know, mm. that that that's that's their match. They've had it. That would feel disappointing in a way. Yeah. So no. it, it was, I don't want to slate it, but at the same time, I do hope that they are carrying on somewhere with this. Yeah, agreed.
1: Um, and then the last highlight, Anthony, I've got is the main event. So Kenny Omega took on Ray Phoenix and what a fucking match, right? These guys, like legit, are just fucking so good. They're so talented. They can just do stuff that's different every single time. And I don't know. You just you've got to respect that. That a match just doesn't feel the same. Um, and you know, no surprises. Omega just pick up the win and all that, all that good stuff. But you know, the match itself, I thought, was just so so good. They, they tried so many different kind of counters and different high risk maneuvers. And you know, just yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was it was fantastic to be fair and. You know, Ray Phoenix, considering he's just in a tag team with his, with his brother, Um, you know, he's, he's been given so many opportunities to shine as a singles guy as well. And I think every time he has had that opportunity, he's hit it out the park as well. So to hang with Kenny Omega like that and put on such a good match, um, yeah, yeah. I, I was loving it. Agreed. Um, but yeah, so Omega does pick up the win. Um, and then basically Don Callis come, is on the microphone and is like, oh, and also we've taken out Pac and we've taken out um, Penta as well. So then tells Omega to go back after Phoenix, but then John Moxley comes down and uh, with a baseball bat, um, covered in barbed wire, and goes after Kenny. Um, but before he can wail on him, the good brothers show up. TNE, their TNA Impact Tag Team Champions, um, basically show up and assist Kenny Omega and start beating down uh, Moxley. Uh, a lot of other tag teams try and come down to try and make the save, so Griffin. Uh, Brian Pillman, um, you know, a lot of other uh, guys come down, but they're just no match. And eventually the Young Bucks come down and they're trying to kind of cool it all down. But then the show ends with those guys all basically doing the two-sweet kind of wolf pack salute. So that kind of implies, yeah. you know, have have the Young Bucks, you know, are the elite and, you know, the Bullet Is, Club. Uh, basically the original
2: the OG Bullet Club, by all accounts? Correct me if I'm wrong um OG. new japan nerds but uh, is this the og bullet club maybe, maybe i love yeah. um shout out to adam paciti of uh, cultaholic sorry because he's massive but um they uh they put up a picture of all their hands <laughs> oh, yes, together yes, yeah. and he said the uh, sum this sum this picture up in one word and he just put fingers and i was like <laughs> that's boss because <laughs> that's literally all you had <laughs> Um, yeah, I thought, it, I thought so it was funny
1: that they did replied, didn't he? A W went back and said, "Ah, for you little rascal." <laughs> yeah, yeah. that was nice. Um, um, I mean, because
2: they're, they're well known, aren't they, alcoholics with um yeah. with the wrestling community? Like, the I believe their signs were banned from WWE at one point. So that I mean, that's a good acclaim, isn't it? Like, well, there you go. That that would go on my like CV though Yeah,
1: hundred percent. Well, we've uh we've actually got our faces banned from Twitter Um. So yeah, they were all the highlights in terms of the Oshay. So I've got a couple. So firstly, I alluded to it in the the rundown of the card. Darby Allen and Brian Cage that weigh in segment was just a lot of shit, isn't it? Firstly, why why do we need a weigh in? We don't do weigh ins for anyone else. I get it. (laughs) Is it to prove the fact that Darby is light and Cage is? This is
2: the thing. I don't. I don't complain about AEW enough, but I feel like we always play it fair and when there's a reason mm-hmm. to, we will, right? This is as stupid as a contract signing. It's as useless as a contract oh, signing. Because this shit doesn't matter with wrestling. No, nope. nope. This isn't UFC. And don't be wrong, because I know Carl, you particularly enjoy the um the tail of the tape when you were stacking mm-hmm. the stats against each other. This is totally different though. This this is a way in weigh-in for Wayne sake. And this is like you say, it's like Darby Allen's like what, sixty pounds, like probably. I don't know. He's he's a very skinny dude. Right, and Brian Cage is very much not.
1: Yeah, well, so, exactly. You know, the what, whole thing. Was what did this prove,
2: other than stuff we already knew? Like Brian Cage is big.
1: Yeah, yeah, we, like, we knew that. I get it. You know, it's it's pro wrestling. You need to tr- you need to kind of change it up every, every so often. You know, that's why they they have these other kind of segments. We had with the, you know, was it uh, when Cody was champion? He had a um, press conference at one point, and that was that was okay. Do you know what I mean it wasn't amazing, but it was okay, and you get why they do them, but. The weighing thing was just I don't know, it was a step too far for me. It just didn't make any sense and um, it was just silly the way they'd done it. And I think it's what's just it it off puts off the
2: head of going, Oh, so we're weighing in, so weight class matters.
1: Well, exactly. But it so obviously
2: doesn't because then they would never be able to have a match.
1: Exactly. You know, especially for the TNT title as well. Like it's not even you know, I don't even think it's the TNT heavyweight, it's just the TNT title. So it
2: doesn't mean anything unless they are gonna end a segment with them weighing them in and going, Oh Darby, you shouldn't even have this
1: belt. Sorry. Know, yeah, they just strip it off and straight away. Um but yeah, I think the thing for me that really made it even more of an oh shite, which is a shame, is the fact that the lights went out and Sting came down. And it's like, yeah, okay, we get it. Like, Sting likes Derby and there's something going on there, blah, blah, blah. But you see it every fucking week and it's the same segment. Team Taz are there. They're going to beat people up. Then Sting comes out and then they all run away. We've done it for about three or four weeks in a row now. And it's like, fuck. Like, all right, seen it now. Just fuck off. <laughs> get it? Um, so, yeah, well, I wasn't impressed, to be honest. Yeah, too many and stings. The next thing, so unfortunately Trent is out with an injury, so he's going to be out for a couple of months it seems. So they did a bit of a right. backstage interview bit with a Chucky T and a fucking Orange Cassidy and then Miro comes and starts getting his face and stuff like that and then effectively Chuck Taylor's like, oh, you know what, I've, I've had enough of you. You know, I'll, I'll fight you. Can I, I'm going to fight you next week. And so Miro's like, okay, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to make you, uh, you know, the stipulation is you'll be my young boy if you lose. And it's like, why are you using fucking Japanese fucking, so basically a young boy in like, the, when you oh. wrestle in Japan is um like your, they're like your protege. So you can make them do it. It's like haze them and everything. Oh. You tidy up after you. All this kind I of stuff. I thought he was like, being kind of weird. So it's like, exactly. So it's like, why why are you using that? Just say like, you know, I'll make you my fucking butler or, you know, fucking slave or whatever, you know, just something like that. Not just, I'll make you my young boy. It doesn't make any sense. And I'm not being funny. Not everyone is a fucking mark. Not everyone is there just going. Oh, I know the ins and outs of this and that. And like some people just won't get it, and you need to appeal to not just people who. Like if you think about this show, like, as cool as the ending was and stuff with the gallows and, and Anderson, a lot of people won't even know the fuck of the Bullet Club. Ah, uh-huh. a lot of people will just be like, "Oh, there's those those dudes from WWE." So it's like yeah,
2: exactly. They won't okay. even know that an impact.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's like the proper lean into. The whole japan scene way too much sometimes and yeah like there's yeah. way
2: there's a fair a fair amount now with awa you have to have pre-existing knowledge of other things yeah uh, so, yeah bit I don't know, that, 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 really. just,
1: that just didn't land for me and i think you know i wanted to give Miro the benefit of the doubt he's come in they've not pushed him as this monster character or anything like that they, they give him a little bit of the, a game a gimmick with kind of comedy elements but yeah i'm kind of sick of that now as well the potential's
2: but, still there they just need to decide what to do with them yeah
1: like you know, do the wedding angle, have Miro turn on him or something, and then, you know, honest, well, don't
2: do the wedding. Like, why do we keep trying these things in wrestling in general? We, hmm. WWE, proved the point that these fucking angles do not work. There's some sort yeah. of weird irony with, with Miro being booked in this kind of bullshit when he's been involved in that kind of bullshit in WWE <laughs> so many times. No,
1: there, there definitely is. And I think, you know, you've got to put AW to the sword sometimes as well. You know, they did come out and say, we're not going to do this WWE shit and we're going to be more of a sports product and things, but you do see like we're gonna do a wedding angle and stuff. And honestly, I don't know.
2: I'm 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 waiting, I'm waiting for Eric Bischoff to reveal himself as the fucking
1: minister. That's how similar <laughs> this is to me stuff. Um, it's just yeah I don't know. It's one of them I I'm not massive like I don't mind being sports entertained. Do you know what I mean? Like I think back way back when to like Macho Man Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth their wedding and stuff and you know all the all I, it, okay it was it was fine but I don't know. I just feel like do we do we need to see it? I I've
2: personally, I've never known it work. Yeah. In fact, the only time I've actually thought an on-screen relationship worked storyline-wise was uh, Edge and Lita because mm. they did exactly what they need to do with it. They built heat as a couple. Yeah. Every time, otherwise, you see these romance angles, they don't. I, I didn't, I've never known one work for me. And yeah. all right, I wasn't around. Like I wasn't watching wrestling for the Randy Savage stuff, so yeah. it may have worked way back when. I don't No,
1: know, but I think you're right, though. I think... Um... What you end
2: up with is, like, May Young giving birth to a fucking hand. <laughs> like, it's
1: yeah. just... But yeah, so I don't know. I, I wasn't a fan um, of, of that whole segment and the whole fucking... Well, theme one theme thing I do want to mention
2: with that segment as well is, like, this just kind of highlighted for me that, you know, Orange Cassidy, despite, despite being so prominent at one point, just doesn't have a lot um, to do right now, does he? He
1: didn't even say a word, he just, uh, and I know that's gimmick, but... He just stood there, and it
2: was like this guy was oh, going for the. It title. made me realize, like he's just yeah, he was on a TNT title match. He actually had a really mm-hmm. good show, and he was up against Jericho, which is a really good sort of boom for him because Jericho's a legend. And then suddenly, it's like not even really having matches. Yeah, I think it probably didn't help that for whatever reason I'd seen a bit a bit of a replay or a highlight of his match with Pac, and I was like, God, that was a fucking good match. That was a really yeah. good. That's when I was like, I was like, wow, this guy's cool because I did not expect that match to be so good. Yeah, no one it. It, feels, it, it feels so it feels
1: weird now. It just doesn't yeah. have any kind of prominent position, does he? So it's no, it a happen. bit of a fall from grace. Um, another another O'Shea Anthony is you know another another character and gimmick for Matt Hardy. And one I'm not really sure about, to be honest. So effectively, he's been like the agent now for a private parties. So he's drafted us on contracts. He's made he's made them sign them. He's getting a thirty percent fee. Um, you know, and then there was the, the little jab at WWE, which okay. It wasn't like, that's not why it's a no-shite, but at the same time, it was a bit like, okay, that's a bit old now. was like, you can still do cameos. I'm not a monster. And it's like, See, I think
2: that would have been funny <sighs> at the time. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's a slightly dated reference now. And to be honest, I think AEW are kind of above taking jabs now. I get yeah. why they did initially, I do. Um, You're an up-and-coming company, and they're snapping at the heels, you know. Right now, I think they're, they're prominent enough that they don't need to do that. Yeah. They don't need to, to lower themselves to it, really. Um, and to be honest, I think the Matt Hardy... Agent thing feels like a rehash of WWE stuff as well.
1: Mm, a little bit. I just, Might as
2: well be MVP, mightn't he? Let's be honest.
1: Yeah, I just I don't get I don't get where it's coming from or why because he's got that many gimmicks and characters as it is. I just don't even up until recently he's had this um, like another weird gimmick, hasn't he? It's like this is a new one this week almost. He had that weird thing of like, um, oh what was it? It was like uh, he had that weird T-shirt and it kind of said on it what what his gimmick was. <laughs> can't remember, but it was just like. Oh, uh, I can't. He's Again. got so many gimmicks. Yeah, so I don't know if this one just
2: seemed a bit. Mm. So. He's um he's basically, like, at some point, this whole thing's going to culminate to him getting locked up in a mental home. So with uh, multiple... This is split, told over a series <laughs> of wrestling shows. This is what this is.
1: Maybe, maybe. I'd quite like to see that, actually. Um...
2: <laughs> oh, Matt's out as the eight-year-old boy today. <laughs>
1: um, just having a match with fucking minus one. It's a kick. Um, so another oh shite. Um, have got quite a few, I've made to be honest this week. So, Cody and Seidel. Um, so the match itself was fine, so I'm not gonna shit on that. And that's not an no oh shite after the match. Cody got attacked by Luther and Serpentico. Why? Okay. I've like, have I've have I missed something like why? I'm not aware of like why, why, what, yeah, like what what was that about? They came out and started attacking Cody, and again, it was to set up, given someone you know that Snoop Dogg could do a fucking splash on cool, but. Yeah, why? It didn't make any sense why after the match they would go after Cody, them two in particular. So that was really weird. Um, and then lastly, Anthony, this is quite a big old shout for me because I'm just more disappointed than anything. I'm not angry, I'm not disappointed. Mad. <laughs> <laughs> right? And it's the women's match. So the stuff that Abaddon had been doing leading up to this, I thought was great. And I thought the work Sheida had been doing to react to that and was terrified and like I thought it was brilliant. And I was like, okay. You yeah, praised it in previous weeks. Yeah, this is like a meaty feud for did to get herself in. Like, great, I'm looking forward to this. And then they've just kind of, I don't know. Like, firstly, the commentators just buried Abaddon and it proper pissed me off. Basically, Jericho and JR were like, oh, well, um, there's a difference between putting your makeup on uh, for work and, and, you know, living in it. And, you know, oh, we've been having these gimmicks for 30 years. I was like, why are you doing that? No one said like, oh, well, Undertaker's not really dead. Like why that it really
2: pisses me off because like I've praised Abaddon and again I don't want any smart telling me that oh technically this other person like this is the first time I've known a Mm. woman's wrestler with such a fleshed out persona similar to that of The Undertaker and it being done so well and I thought that was like a really good sign for the way women's wrestling is today. And then you get two old fashioned and I don't mean to say it because they are legends and I normally respect them, but you got two old-fashioned dickheads just being sexist. And like, like you say, you wouldn't say that about the likes of The Undertaker going, well, he's not really dead.
1: I just I just don't, like, I, I hate when commentators bury the talent. Like, their job should be to get them over. Exactly. and To be there going, oh, well, you know, she's not even dead anyway. And, you know, she just puts makeup on and takes it too far. And she's, like, living this character. And, you know, oh, this, this is just a gimmick that we've had to say. It's like, it's stupid. It really is stupid, and it insults the intelligence of the people watching it as well. That you think people are there going, "Oh, she's really good." No, but we don't want to be reminded of that. Like it's entertainment. Let us watch that, it like, and let us think this let's, is. Let's scary.
2: face it. They've not done it with like over the years. He's not. Well, he's not really a, an Indian chief. He's not really a mountie. He's not really like. how, I wonder why? Why are we like like say they're just being dicks and alien yeah. for no reason.
1: And then, to make oh, it goodness. worse, the match itself wasn't good either, and that's what is even more annoying, to be fair. like It started off quite well, so um, Abaddon um, tried to attack Sheeta in an entrance, which is very in character with Abaddon, so it made sense. And she got a kendo stick to the head pretty quickly, and then of which she sat up from, and was like, oh my god, she's a monster, how are we going to put her away? But then, I don't know, it was, it was just so flat, it was such a flat match, and mm. there was quite a few botches in there, the finish was, was pretty shit as well, and I don't know. After all that build, it just didn't live up to the hype. Unfortunately, it was a bit of a shame.
2: Yeah. Um, no, it wasn't really a real
1: shame. So, yeah, that that was the show. And you know, taking everything into account, as good as some of the matches were, if you look at the whole thing, get a two and a half. And even that, you know, what I mean, I think I'm being a little bit generous to to a degree, just with like the quality of the the main event, um, and like you know, Hager Wardlow and Moxley and the opening match, because everything else was bland. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I don't know, two and a half, I think, and that's that's me being generous. I
2: um, I'm with you, two and a half. And to yeah. be honest, a large part of that is because it wasn't worse than NXT for me. I don't know, you gave NXT a slight low rating, but I can I couldn't, in all honesty, put it lower than NXT. Um, but it it suffered more problems, but it was probably just as watchable, if you know what I mean. Yeah, NXT was just kind of there. This had some things that you're like, oh, that was disappointing. But overall, it was still a really good show. So yeah, yeah, two and a half for me, I think it balances. Okay.
1: That was Dynamite.
2: It was. Should we talk about SmackDown?
1: Let's do it.
2: Okay. <laughs> so we open a night with another Roman Reigns promo. Uh, I'm not ragging Roman Reigns. He's done really good work as a heel, but it seems to be how we start every SmackDown now. Yeah. Um, I'll give some context to the the promo Um, after we do the card. We have... um. The first match of the night being Biggie going up against Apollo um, for the IC title. And this is their little um, the match that was sort of jokingly booked last week. Um, Biggie took the win, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was that. We had the Street Profits going up against Ziggler and Rude for the tag titles, with surprisingly, and alluded to earlier, Ziggler and Rude taking the win. Mm. Don't know what that's about. <laughs> then we end the night. That's right. We end the night right there. Uh, now we end the night with uh, Mysterio going up against Sami Zayn, going up against Shinsuke Nakamura, going up against Baron Corbin, going up against Daniel Bryan, going up against Adam Pierce in a gauntlet match to crown the number one contender for Roman Reigns' title with Adam Pierce taking the win. Mm. Now that isn't as straightforward as it sounds. He wasn't competing, competing. But let's talk about all the fucking shenanigans that happened, shall <laughs> we? So as far as highlights go, Carl, and I'm marking it as a highlight, I don't think it's a good thing for Street Profits by any means, but I don't like the Street Profits, so that's good. Uh, so my highlight is the fact that they lost the titles. And this mm-hmm. isn't just me going, oh, I don't like Street Profits. I'm glad they lost the titles. This is the fact that this would have basically ended Ziggler and Rude as a tag team, whether you want them or not, I suppose. But like if they want to go anywhere with Ziggler and Rude as a tag team, they could not have them lose here. This They might as well have sort of just broke up at that point. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense to give them the win if you want to move forward to give them some momentum as a tag team. They do work well as a tag team. I have a personal sort of gripe with putting random wrestlers together and hoping it works, but um, they do work well as a tag team. Um, and, okay, they're the champs now, so let's see where we go. We'll probably see the Street Profits back in the frame to try and win them back or whatever. Um, it just makes me wonder what the faith WWE seems to have in the Street Profits is, about the same as mine, I suppose, <laughs> by the looks of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's an unusual one, unusual one, but... Uh, overall I feel like it's a highlight. It was kind of the right decision considering, you know.
1: Yeah, I'll agree with that. I think um, you know, Dolph hasn't been anything in terms of the single scene for a while. And then, you know, Bobby Roode disappeared for some time as well. So they're finally back, they made an impact last week, and I was surprised to see them pick up the, the tag titles. So it definitely seems like they're gonna be giving them a push. And you're absolutely right. If they would have lost, then like what would, what would be the point? Like they were just dead on arrival, weren't they? So I like that they've actually um, given the straps and let's see, let's see what they do. With exactly, yeah.
2: So, hold out hope, maybe, maybe. So that was the highlights. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the O'Shea, shall we? Mm-hmm. So, first one. Um, I'm not saying the promo itself was weak, but I'll give a bit of context to the promo that Roman come out basically to lambast Adam Pearce and blame him, like everything that happened to Kevin Owens was Adam Pearce's fault because he booked that match, mm-hmm. um, and it. You know, plays into Roman's character of like, yeah, and I beat the shit out of him, but you caused that and giving him down the banks. And I'm like, what I don't like about it is like, what, what are they doing with Adam Pierce? So now he's an authority figure who has no authority. You know, he's got enough balls about him to kick Drew McIntyre out of the building and kick Randy Orton out of the building, but he won't stand up to Roman.
1: Yeah, like, apparently so. I
2: don't get it. Um, And it's like, okay, they were leading somewhere, somewhere fucking weird, somewhere we've never been before. But um, I just it, the promo didn't land for me just because of what they were trying to do. I suppose that's not yeah. to say any like Roman didn't do any particularly bad work here. I'm I'm trying to be very careful not to like I'm not trying to roast Roman. He's still doing a good job as a heel. It was just the the direction that they're sending this angle is a bit weird.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's important that we say that as well because Roman was still fantastic on the mic. You know, it's yeah, it's crazy to think this is the same guy who you know, couldn't get his words out in a promo with John Cena a couple of, you know, years yeah. ago. Um,
2: oh, was made some sort of weird Jack and the Beanstalk story out of his um, feud with Big Show. Like, well,
1: exactly. Yeah. It's crazy to think it's the same guy. He's so, so improved and, you know, it comes across in every promo he does, but yeah, I think the only reason to know shite is just the way it kind of set up the stuff with, um, with Pierce and, you know, Heyman had to get involved and stuff at the end, didn't he? And he was kind of like, just, just as my counsel, just, you know, think about it and, you know, don't beat him up and things like that. And mm, yeah, I don't know. I think he also yes. flubbed. It. He did flub his lines once or twice as well, which he hasn't done since he's come back. But yeah, it's definitely not. I'm definitely not going to shit on him because I think he's so. so no, no. Bad. Oh but, yeah, um,
2: yeah. Even yeah. just the the way he's putting himself across, like the 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 tone and the body language and mm-hmm. that, like it's Night and day. like he's doing a good job of coming across that menacing. And um yeah. you know, that like you say, he's putting in some work there. Yeah. Um. Some other old The Apollo going up against Big E mm. could have been an all right match with an obvious finish, but it was just a fuck up of a booking. Like they were mates last week. Now we're teasing potentially that Apollo is going to turn heel. Yeah. They, they do this spot. Typically, we have to have every, at least one match, a knight has to have some sort of fucking shenanigans. So they do this spot where both the shoulders were down. So then Apollo gets frustrated and insists that... Like, well, you no know, he slaps him, sorry. So I think Big E insists that they redo the match. And they redo the match and Big E gets the win anyway. Um, Big E didn't look strong in this because they were giving Apollo more offense, especially the first time around before both shoulders were down. Mm-hmm. So you could argue that maybe Apollo should have won that if he'd have kept his shoulders off the fucking mat. But um, yeah, it was just... I feel like they fucking fucked this up. This just could have been a high-energy match between the two to help push Big E as the ic title holder but yeah. instead it feels like they might be trying to do something with apollo but as we've seen typically with apollo they're probably not we're probably gonna, not going to see him for like six or seven weeks now
1: well like. unpopular opinion potentially um for me but i think e has been a fucking flop a tremendous flop as a single star um not digging it at all in the slightest i think his ic run you know, he's only been a champion for a week and already it's it's shit. <laughs> so
2: that's the problem. Like they've they've it. They've this was a total fuck up of a booking. They could do some damage control. I still hold out faith that he could be a single star, but this mm. was not the right way to start his his run This was. I just
1: this. I don't think you can do the new day gimmick on his own. And no. you know the whole they kind of they split them up and then they still had the fucking new day out every other week with them anyway. Yeah, which didn't help things. And now the only difference to his gimmick is he comes out and puts chalk on his hands. and like uh.
2: It's shit of music as well. He's the New Day machine.
1: Oh, there you go, yeah. So, I don't know. It just it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work at all for me. I think either he should be so over-the-top New Day style and, you know, cool, or he should be like, you know, I'm, I'm a big fucking menacing bastard. He shouldn't be some sort of weird hybrid because it just doesn't work.
2: It's like they took the excitable over-the-top Big E from the New Day slipped him a couple of volume and sent him on his way to be honest <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly so yeah i've um, i've been underwhelmed so prove me wrong guys because not impressed agreed
2: <sighs> right so let's talk about the main event um is it a no oh shite i honestly don't know how to feel right it because is. it was <laughs> when i say is it a no oh shite the the booking for the rumble is definitely an no oh shite but did this kind of work because it wasn't like adam pierce straight up one Like Hmm. shenanigans ensued and I know I don't normally like shenanigans but like you know Roman manipulated that situation quite blatantly they put him on top of Shinsuke you know what I mean like Hmm. they they made that happen so that Roman would have an easy time at the Rumble um does it feel like that is something that Adam Pearce being the authority figure could easily back out of yeah of course it does um so I don't know how they're going to do it story-wise to keep it going um but the actual match itself like it had some good spots it I don't know where they're going with certain things. Like, Shinsuke should have won, so now he feels robbed. And that seemed like a bit of a face-turn moment for him as well. So, like, are they going to push him, but not just yet? So that's what that was about. Uh, Is he going to feel affronted by the fact that he shouldn't have lost? I just don't know where they're going with it. Overall, the match wasn't bad. And it wasn't a straight-up, like, Adam Pearce come out and give himself the win. So that kind of works anyway. But it's more the fact that, why, why would we want this for the Royal Rumble? What are you thinking? Why would so we want to? I don't want to, to knock edit, edit this time? particular match too much, but yeah, it just what it leads to is just like, what, what is this? The fuck have he's done? Yeah. Um. Someone um put up a meme the other day that tickled me, and he's they showed the um, Goldberg versus uh, Drew and Adam Pearce versus Roman, and they said, um, like, oh, this is what happens when you play universe mode or whatever. <laughs> on like, and it is like just such a random,
1: random set of fucking matches. Like Hi, I, am, you know, I am flabbergasted that this is what we're going into the Royal Rumble with as it stands. Um, yeah. Because you know we we've spoken at length throughout about the the Rumble being our favorite or certainly one of our favorites anyway, um, pay per view of the year, and if it's going to be headlined by, I mean, it might not even be Drew now now that he's got COVID, but it was going to be headlined by Drew versus Goldberg and Roman Reigns versus Adam Fucking Pierce. Then holy fucking shit, what what is life? so yeah i don't know i don't get it there's there's a massive roster of stars there why are we getting avon pierce against roman reigns and why are we getting at the rumble it's shocking. so weird shocking
2: and uh, again it's one of them where you go well we know who's gonna win because if, if roman doesn't win that's just gonna ruin him so mm. he has to win or they're gonna change it back to kevin owens or something i don't know mm. but again the main event wasn't a bad match it's nice to have a variance it was nice to have a gauntlet match for once um you know, there was some good showing from people. All right, it did involve Rey Mysterio, and it did involve Baron Corbin, and all people who I could probably do without seeing so much of these days. But hey ho, um, it wasn't a bad match, and um, yeah, the end was a bit screwy and a bit weird. But I don't know if it necessarily deserves to be an o shite on its own, but certainly the implications of the results make it an no-shite. Yeah, and uh, that—that's pretty much all I need to say about SmackDown, and I'm sort of—I—I I was on—I was going to give it a two until I've talked about it. And I'm like, where's the two? So I'm going to give it a one and a half because there's not a lot of content there. Like, I didn't really enjoy any of the matches. Um, and there the wasn't the best promo work from anyone. I feel a bit mean because there was content. There was definitely wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'll give it a one and a half to be fair to it. But I'm I'm a bit low to even give it. It wasn't as bad as Raw, but
1: mm. it's weird. Yeah,
2: weird, weird. Um,
1: I, I'm going to give it a straight up one. Um I think this is a very rare time in WWE where, you know, there was three matches. It probably needed a bit more because it felt slow. Um, yeah. And when you've, you know, obviously you've got the tag title change, which was appreciated, but you've got Big E versus Apollo, which neither of us were on board with. The Roman Reigns promo, as good as it was, was a bit meh. And it set up that weird thing with Adam Pearce in the first place. And then that was kind of it. So it was just kind of like a show that happened. and you know, you've got other... I mean, other stuff did... So, obviously, Sonya Deville is now Adam Pierce's kind of second-in-command and stuff like that. So, stuff happened, but... Mm. I didn't even
2: I mention that. That was just yeah. kind of random, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, it's a fair point.
1: So, yeah, for me, a one. It's, it's fair. Just, yeah, bland bland show and terrible, crazy booking to have Adam Pierce Indeed. Uh, what um, were you
2: thinking? So, that
0: was This Week in Wrestling. Monopoly Events presents For The Love of Wrestling... Europe's largest wrestling convention, back in Liverpool, the Exhibition Centre, between the 15th and 16th of May. Guests this year include Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle. The icon, the showstopper, Mr. WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels. Three-time WWE Champion, three-time TNA Champion, things are about to get extreme with Jeff Hardy. Seven times women's champion, diva of the decade and Hall of Fame star, Trish Stratus. Grand Slam winner and the wrestling god, John Bradshaw Layfield. These and many, many more will be joining us in Liverpool. Find us on Facebook at For The Love Of Wrestling. Visit our website, Wrestling.co.uk. For tickets for entry and guests, visit ticketquarter.co.uk. That's ticketquarter.co.uk. For the love of wrestling, by the fans, for the fans.